Welcome to the podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Krista. And you're listening to Practical Prepping Quick Tips. Are you ready for the next natural disaster or one of the little emergencies that life throws your way? Practical Prepping for Everyday People. This book is available from our website, on Amazon, or wherever books are sold. I'm the crazy old uncle, and you can be too. My prepping journey started in the early 1980s with having everything in my 4 before pickup toolbox that I could need to get me out of a jam. Had tow chain, come along, shovel, axe, had extra ammo, lots of first aid supplies and gear, fire extinguisher mounted to the floorboard, flashlight mounted to the floorboard, CB radio with a 102-inch bumper-mounted whip, had a change of clothes, boots, machete, backpack, and in there I had knife, food for a few meals, a canteen of water, and a blanket. I was prepared, or so I thought. I could get unstuck from the mud or even spend a couple of nights in the woods if necessary, but not much else. Oh, and I had guns and lots of ammo at home, particularly 22 ammo. I was 21, 22 years old, so give me a break. Where I grew up was where my dad had grown up, and at the time that he grew up, it was a small working farm. And when I was growing up, it was still somewhat of a farm with a horse and a number of cattle. And my uncle had put in four professional chicken houses and raised chickens for a major supplier. There was a patch behind the barn that was about 100 by 150 that was used to raise corn for the cattle feed, and a couple of quite large gardens on the place. Hay was raised on several acres as well as cutting and baling several other fields in town. As my family came along, my then wife went to the grocery store every day on her way home to get whatever was for dinner. Meals were rarely planned out days before, And we didn't keep much more than the standard soups, sandwich materials, bread, cereal, and snacks on hand. Now, my grandparents had gone through the Depression. The oldest of the three brothers was born in 1921, so he experienced much of it as well. The middle brother was born in 25, a sister in 1927, and my dad, the baby, was born in 1929. These three were a bit young to realize what the country was going through. They were happy, well-fed, and loved. It was just life for them. And from stories I heard from them, it was quite a good life. Back to my grandmother. As long as I remember, she practiced what we now call a prepper lifestyle, but she simply called it life. You had to make do with what you had, make it yourself. You had to fix it if it broke. You had to save it in case you needed it and you had to put up food for the winter. She canned well into her 80s. Now, she drove until she was 84, and she only quit then because we let the battery run down on her car while she was recovering from a hip fracture. She was not happy when she found that out. Having been born and raised in the late 1800s, she was a lady of hard work and self-sufficiency. That passed down to her children and some of her grandchildren, and we're passing it down to her great-grandchildren. Now fast forward a few years. I became aware that I had a responsibility to my family to be sure that we had food in the house in case something happened. We began to keep at least a week's worth of food in the house. Water wasn't an issue. We had a creek running through the pasture. 
and we knew how to purify it. Down the road a bit, we began to stock some survival gear, just in case, and well before the word prepper came to be, I began to share stocking up with family members just in case something happens. I was told things like, nothing's ever going to happen. You're just being paranoid. The government will help if it gets really bad. My favorite was that I was a crazy conspiracy theorist. The government doesn't want to take the guns. That's just your Uncle Mark. He's crazy. Well, I'm not sure if I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I do believe Humpty Dumpty was pushed. Besides that, the conspiracy theorists have a pretty good track record over the last few years. Fast forward some more years. Krista and I are dedicated preppers. We're not wannabes. We're not newbies. We really aren't hardcore. We're just practical preppers. We're stocked up for the extended weather events, power outages, food shortages, economic downturns, and even rising inflation. We don't have a bunker. We don't have a hidden bug out location somewhere in the woods. If we had to bug out, depending on the reason, it would be a hotel, a family member's, or back to the old home place where we still have a house and other family members. We gladly share our knowledge with others and encourage them to stock up as well, just in case. We've helped when family members have gone through tornadoes. We were ready for the COVID lockdowns. We never missed anything through the supply chain issues causing empty shelves. Skyrocketing inflation, though we've certainly noticed it hasn't changed our eating habits, Krista's made some amazing meals right out of that prepper pantry. So here's how you can become that crazy old uncle or aunt or parent or sibling. If you want to be a prepper, or if you're a new prepper, get stocked up on water and food you would need to feed your family for several weeks. A month or two is even better. Then begin to ask questions of your family, such as, do you wonder if the people caught in the 10 feet of snow in California had enough food to last until they could get out and get more? Here's one of my favorites. If we woke up tomorrow with 48 inches of snow and no power, how long could you keep your family warm and fed? Share with them that FEMA recommends that everyone have at least three days of supplies on hand because they know that no real help is going to get to you for at least three days. And I find that interesting since in the late 50s and 60s, the Civil Defense had a program called Grandma's Pantry, and that encouraged everyone to have at least seven days of provisions in case of nuclear attack. A few weeks' worth of food is more realistic, and a month is not out of the question in some events like hurricanes. Offer to help your friends and family to get started so they can be prepared just in case. Talk about things that happen around the country or the world that might cause us to need our preps to survive. Pretty soon, you'll be the crazy old uncle or aunt, but you just may open the eyes to the need to be prepared. If you do, we've won another one, and we'll see you next time.